The audio program that follows is an excerpt from this week's Finding Yourself in Paradise podcast. It's provided free to subscribers of the Inner Vision and Breakthrough Radio podcasts. For information on how to subscribe and receive the entire Finding Yourself in Paradise podcast each week, including the Guided Imagery audio journey, go to FocusedPassion.com. Remember the ED, that's FocusedPassion.com. Or just call 818-973-3154, anytime, 24-7, leave a message, someone will call you back. That's 818-973-3154. And if you're interested in private telephone counseling, another number, 818-569-3017. I do it from Maui in one hour and two hour regularly scheduled sessions. Very powerful life coaching skills, 818-569-3017. This is Michael Benner for Steve Snyder. Stay tuned for this week's excerpt. I often say if an emotion uh, was reasonable, it'd be a thought. Yeah. And there's a lot of confusion on the difference between a feeling and a thought. But a rationalization is a person who is, in some systems I've heard it said, emotionally polarized. Whereas they lead with the feeling, which causes a behavior which is followed by the mental nature rationalizing, like Pee Wee Herman falls off his bike in front of the girls he's trying to impress and pops up and says, I meant to do that. You know, the mind does that all the time. Oh, I really, well, the real reason I'm feeling this way, well, the real reason I'm angry and yelled and through this, or my heart is broken, or I'm sad, or melancholy, or whatever. Mark Twain said humans aren't rational creatures, they're rationalizing creatures. Well, there you go, there you go. And so if we could be, and we can be, and we'll teach you to be, if you're willing to practice, mentally polarized, where you lead with a thought, the first thought being, I'm going to calm this emotional nature. I'm going to quiet these waters. And then the mind and the emotional nature come together. And out of that comes an even-tempered, well-reasoned, Response instead of that knee-jerk reaction that we end up regretting. Think about that. Even-tempered, well-reasoned response. That's a phrase you've been throwing around for as long as I've known you, I think. That is one of my favorite phrases of all time. Think about the words, even-tempered. That means, you know, you're not, like, bored, nor are you overly stimulated. You're right where you ought to be, right in the middle. Balanced. Well-reasoned. That means... You've, you've thought about it. I mean, you didn't just jump to this one. It's like not the first one you could have chosen. Maybe it is, but you looked at option number two and three and maybe option number eight, you know. You, you reasoned this out. And then you chose from all the options which one you're going to do. You, you responded with a choice instead of reacted with the autopilot. That's hugely different. Now, if everything you did in the past you did really well, then living your life on autopilot, you continue to live your life really well. And there's a lot to be said for that in a lot of areas. But, of course, there's no improvement there. You know? But if there's areas where you're not living your life well, then living on habit in those areas is what's really holding you back and hanging you up and messing you up. So what we need to do is learn how in those areas where in the past emotions got in the way and you always did this thing this way, You need to learn, it's easy to learn, how to choose to do it any one of a whole bunch of other different ways instead. It's interesting the way habitual living has a benefit in in some ways in that it can be a stress reducer. Hugely. It's, It's essential in so many ways. But it also does not promote growth. 
Right. But, you know, once, for example, once we have walking down, we can put that on autopilot sure. and not grow and get better to be better walkers every time sure. we walk. And it's okay because then we can do other things while we're walking. See, multitasking doesn't mean doing a bunch of things at the same time because you're always doing a bunch of things. It means having to pay attention to a bunch of things at the same time. And so w w that's the stress of trying to do a bunch of things you have to pay attention to at the same time. That's what the stress is all about. And so not having to make decisions to do things autonomically or automatically can have some stress reduction benefits. But sure. I think just like fight or flight could be appropriate if the danger were real. Sure. We get into trouble when we habitually react rather than consciously respond. When it's really important, like dealing with a partner, for example, and every time he or she says something a certain way, it sets us off. And Pushes we, our buttons. And go into this habitual argument yep. and bring up the past and go through the same, you know, uh, angry responses and and then get even more frustrated that you're not moving forward, that your partner doesn't understand you and of course if we could empathize better we'd find out that that, that your partner is feeling exactly the same way as of what's wrong with you and or, or at work or at school or there's so many other situations where we respond habitually but uh, it's not in our interest. We have to get more conscious and certainly learning to manage the emotion, to breathe, to even remember that you have choice to breathe, to take your time, to relax, to calm those waters, and then to experience that state of expanded awareness. You and I, and, and, and there are many people in this field have been teaching this Human potential personal development has really always been with us. But tragically, you can still go to school in the 21st century now and get high school degrees and college degrees and graduate degrees and still have no idea how to manage your emotions or how to be more emotionally intelligent. It's, it's crazy. It's amazing. You, you, you can go through all of that school and never learn how to find out the answer to the question, what do I want? <laughs> Much less who I am. Yeah, or who am I. You know, <laughs> that, that is truly remarkable, isn't it? And that it may be found not so much in the mind as in a mental discernment of a calm emotional nature, that that's where wisdom is. It's not either the thought or the feeling. Right. It's directing the thought into the feeling. Yeah, integrating the two, yeah. and that's, uh, that's uh, I think if we talk about the emotional nature as we have as being like water yeah. and having to calm the emotional waters to see into them and, and to understand them, we have to acknowledge that part of that is a mind that's getting quieter right. and quieter. And why does that happen? Simply because if you take a breath, if you breathe, then your mind thinks, I'm safe. If you stop breathing, your mind thinks, I'm in danger. It's as simple as that. Breathing's good, not breathing's bad. <laughs> I mean, if you breathe, your brain is thinking, oh, well, I'm not holding my breath, I'm not tightening my muscles, therefore I'm not moving toward fight or flight. If I'm loosening my muscle tension and letting go of my breath, if I'm, if I'm doing this sigh of relief thing, this, you know, this deep breath thing, then my mind thinks, I I'm safe, I must be safe. If I wasn't safe, I'd be tightening my muscles to get ready to run. Right. If I'm relaxing, I must be safe. And therefore, I mean, a lot of cool things happen. Blood literally flows back up into the most human part of the brain called the neocortex, the neomammalian brain. And, and instead of getting 
chemicals through our system when we get stressed like adrenaline and sugar, we get like endorphins, you know, and endomorphin and all kinds of positive, like happy chemicals in our brain simply by uh, that sigh of relief thing. So the bottom line is why do we talk about paradise? Well, finding yourself in paradise, paradise is where you feel safe. Paradise isn't just a beautiful place because if there was danger in that beautiful place, that wouldn't be paradise. Mainly paradise is a place you love, it's beautiful, but mainly it's a place that feels safe. So when you go, ah, you feel safe. And when you feel safe, then all of a sudden your mind has the ability, this is so cool, to make lots of choices instead of just the either or, black or white, right or wrong, fight or flight choices available when survival is at stake that we got to choose fast. Now we're safe, we don't have to choose so fast, and we can see, I love this line, I stole it from you, the rainbow of opportunities between the black and the white. <laughs> People who've studied Eastern philosophy, and gosh, I guess even if you study enough Middle Eastern to Western philosophy, uh, sooner or later you're going to have to deal with the duality of life. And maybe it's gender. Maybe it's the fact that there's two hemispheres to the brain. Part of it, I think, is the dichotomy of the mental versus the emotional that you and I are talking sure. about. Red straight and blue state, and that whole mentality. Yeah, but, but then you lay right or wrong over the top of that. Yeah, and they do from either side. Yeah, so now they're, gosh, even in school we had none of the above, and we had C and D choices, and yeah. all these multiple choices, but then you get into life and, and corporations and government and the policy at your bank or your grocery store. I was dealing with the utility company the other day. Boy, talk about either or, right or wrong, true or false, only two ways for anything to be. It's in the book or it's wrong. And, and that upsets us emotionally. Yep. That's perceived unconsciously by the subconscious mind as a dangerous state, creates even more frustration, more confusion, more frustration, more confusion, and around and around and around it goes so that the emotion is frightening the mind, which is saying to the emotion, you're in danger, you better be careful. And that vortex, that tornado of that we all know of just yeah. being so frustrated and so irritated and whether it, it could just be stuck in traffic yep. something as simple yep. as that or standing in line at the bank or the grocery store and the mind's going don't they know how important i am don't they know how busy i am and of course everybody in line's having the same thought right so uh and around it goes to where stop everybody knows it, it stops with you being stupid the, uh, the more you do that, the farther you get into that, the That's stupider right. you get. That's right. You ever see somebody just in a line just fire off, start yelling? Oh, I have. I have. It's like an emotional breakdown. Yeah, it's like this checker was their ex-wife or something. I mean, they'd never met this person before. And it's like they're yelling at him like they ruined their life. You know? yeah. I saw a guy in a grocery store, store fire off. and I think the lesson I learned from it, frankly, was that I knew even then that and this was some time back in my youth, that maybe 10%, if that much, of the anxiety and the stress that caused him to fire off and start yelling at everybody uh, was about what was happening right then. Yeah. I knew that 90% of what was at going least. on for that guy was yeah. pretty old and had been building and building. And, but again, there are ways of making yourself feel safe, reminding yourself that, in fact, you are safe, even if 
unconsciously we react with fight or flight, we can respond to that and say, no, I'm, I'm not in any danger. I can take a breath. I can close my eyes, maybe. I can relax. And maybe in that paradise, that inner place of peace, find something of myself through a mental discernment of the emotional Absolutely. nature. Absolutely. And always with the knowledge that I have choices and I have more choices than are even readily available to me at the beginning. You know, I mean, that, that this isn't even all that's available. There's even more than this available. So, let me, try, let, me, let me run something by you that I was thinking about the other day. See what you think of this. Because it's, it's a pretty radical statement. It's designed to be provocative. Okay? I like that. I like that. What if I, <laughs> okay. What if I said to you, Steve, I've given it a lot of thought and... I recognize that thoughts can be right or wrong. Yes. I've been to school, I took some tests, and I remember thinking this was right and then being told later, no, yes. you were wrong. But I thought it was right. No. Yes. Benjamin Franklin was never the president. You know. <laughs> That's right. And so the, the other thing that occurred to me that I'd love your feedback on, however, is that emotions are never wrong. Of course. Now... You can have wrong, quote-unquote, inappropriate expression of your emotions, behaviors you do because you have those emotions. But the emotion itself, how could, how could anger ever be wrong? How could love ever be How could an emotion be wrong? Of course not. Well, I think that's pretty profound if, because don't people in their lives say, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. But they're wrong, I do. But they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they think and their thought is wrong because my feeling is right. I'll, I'll go even further with you. I think that we could misunderstand an emotion. Absolutely. I think, I think we could be misguided. But just like a physical feeling, if, I mean, who's ever well, we had can, a... Wait a we can misunderstand our interpretation of the that's emotion. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 But no, the, emotion the emotion itself... The yeah, you feel what you feel. As a stimulus? Yeah, you feel like, what you feel. If you had a, a headache or, or a cramp or a stomach ache or, or, or some other pain, you wouldn't say, gee, I wonder if that's true or not. I wonder if that's right. Exactly. Nobody exactly. would say... Is that phantom pain? You, you, you think it's real. Yeah, you have a headache or a bellyache. Nobody's going to say, oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Don't feel that way. But that's the way we talk to ourselves and others about emotions. Oh, you shouldn't feel that way. Well, wait a minute. Maybe I should feel exactly as I feel. Maybe my emotions are symptoms of my condition, just like my physical pain and pleasure yes. represents a spectrum of feelings that reveal accurately my condition physically. And now I have uh, this range of feelings that is perfectly reflecting as symptoms my emotional state, uh, again, the idea that emotions are rich, I think, may be new to some of our listeners.